0: This is episode 71.
1: Welcome. The Ultimate Deck Podcast. Ultimate Deck Podcast. Helping you keep your finger firmly pressed on the decking industry, the people in it, and the information you need to master the backyard. And now, and now, host of the Ultimate Deck Podcast, Shane Chapman.
0: Welcome everybody to the Ultimate Deck Podcast. As we mentioned in the intro, this is about the people in it, and two of the people in it are myself and Wade Laurent. <laughs> Hello. Every week, our studio improves a little bit, right? We got a proper green screen behind, so yeah, that's going to help, right? that was last it's week. help things. We did the green screen last week. Did we? Did we have that green screen last week? Yeah. And then I wore a green shirt. Oh, right. We did the green shirt thing. <laughs> that wasn't ideal. Anyway, we're live on Instagram again, you guys. So if you're wanting to join us live on Instagram and have some feedback during the podcast, feel free to jump in there and if you post some comments in there and it adds anything to the podcast, we'll mention it. Talk about. It.
1: Do you think we're going to do lives
0: often now? I yeah, all of them.
1: All the time like every every podcast. No live. reason
0: not to. Okay? Give me two good reasons. Today's episode is about two good reasons not not to do <laughs> the Instagram live with the podcast. None. Zero yeah. reasons. Well, See, that that's why we're doing it every time. Limits it limits my shirt
1: wearing. I'm not allowed to wear green on Saturdays now.
0: Yeah, well, we were, so we were actually rushing to get the store built today. And we had, thankfully had a lot of our employees volunteer to come in on Saturday and help us because we're opening this store, this location on Monday. Monday.
1: Bryce, can you bring me my phone for It's
0: far from ready, but... Uh, Simcoe wants the Simcoe news. Yeah. I think you better, you this better get that on I was on like, it. give me my phone. I um, up some and stuff. so we, we rushed today. We got the store to a position now where we're not going to be at our old location anymore. That's not happening. There's still some stuff to move over that some of the yard guys will be working away at over the next couple of weeks. But as far as if you want to come buy something from us now, it's all going to happen here now at this new location. Exciting. That is exciting. I'm excited to have was, uh, all of our people in one place again. I mean, we're still under the whole social distancing thing, so it's a good thing not we have you two and floors I, and 6,500 square feet here. Not you know? and I. Not you and I. We're, we're not exempt. social distancing. We're exempt. Government of Canada knew that this is a relationship <laughs> yeah. that cannot be broken. It's a big deal. Um, so we're going to get to the Simcoe oh news shortly no. here, but while Wade looks that up, the topic we're doing today is called this or that. And what we're going to do, you're getting Simcoe news. Is that happening? I'm digging it up. There's some good stuff going on in Simcoe right now. I thought they were all locked up, but nope. Okay, good. So we're going to do this or that. What we're going to do is go through every step of the building process on a deck and and do a versus on two options, two common options. So we're going to go through and, for example, the first one we're going to talk about is the pile situation, whether to do screw piles or concrete. And we understand that there's more than two options in these things, but then, like, what do you call it then? Then we can't call it this or that. It's got to be this, that, or the other thing. And I didn't, I didn't want to make the title that long. No. So we're just doing okay. this or that. The two most common op- options. Um, Simcoe News. Go. Let's I go. I a, yep, let's yeah, go. I Simcoe News. Things. Oh, hold on. What's happening, Simcoe?
1: Let's go. <laughs> All right. So uh, OPP sees some drugs and weapons from Midland residents during an early morning raid. That uh, probably was close to Mike's house. Where do you Nobody live, Mike? Guess down the street. Uh, there was a rear-end collision, leads to an impaired driving charges in Aurelia. How does a how does a fender bender make the news? How's that headline number two? Probably because they were supposed to be quarantined and they're drinking <laughs> yeah, and driving, man. Um and then it looks like somebody was charged with luring um and sexual assault.
0: Busy weekend for Mike. It busy, sounds like busy weekend, and banged Simco, up car accidents, <laughs> doing some luring. Um,
1: what else should we do? Should we do a different type? Not just the crime, but like maybe just local.
0: There's got to be some good news coming out of Simcoe too. I don't know, man. Like you dug right for the dirt there. Yeah, I think. Like, hey, if it bleeds, it leads, man. That's what happens. Fair
1: statement. Um. There's a Midland King street reconstruction project about to begin on March 30th. That will be exciting. Um, I know that Mark has talked to us before about the King street and having to have
0: it reconstructed. So they're still like all hands on deck with the city construction right now. You know what happened in Regina the other day? They laid off three quarters of the staff, yeah. the city workers.
1: Cause we take it seriously.
0: Yeah. So anyways, that's not what's like happening in Simcoe County this week. <laughs> uh, exciting week. No mention of coronavirus there at all. So that's Well, good.
1: that's not true. They closed their skate parks and they closed the basketball courts and all the other and outdoor, outdoor areas. Yep.
0: Right. That's pretty okay. much uh, part of the course now. Yeah, good. So in Simcoe. today's world. So let's get after this topic today. Five minutes in. That'll make some people happy. Um, This or that We're going to discuss The two most common options At each stage Of the building process And discuss the pros and cons Maybe what we prefer And hopefully people value Our opinions enough To think that this is a good idea Some do <laughs> we'll right? see. Some will value the opinion. We'll see. Some will turn the thing off. Now that we're recording these videos live, I forgot about that. I didn't dress appropriately. I just wore like work clothes because so I knew I was going to be like oiling some cedar today and doing construction stuff. So I'm just wearing like a work shirt from Edge. But I talked to Scott today. Maybe that's why his name is in my head. I talked to Scott Baker today who's the president of, Cam- mm. of National Nail. No big deal. I sent, no big deal. I sent him a text. <laughs> N- big name. No Nobody's going to know who he is. When you have to describe who the person is, it's not as big of a name drop, but some people will know. Yeah, but anyways, he's yeah, yeah. such you a You know Camel, man. Yeah. Well, I know the president. Yeah, that guy? I talked to him. Yeah, we're on a text relationship. <laughs> yeah. i not even sure. I texted him and he phoned me immediately and it caught me off guard because I texted him in the drive-thru of McDonald's. I was like, hey, Scott, just checking in. How are things? Hope fine well. Hope you're like doing okay during this time. And then all of a sudden, it starts ringing. And I'm like, and- I'm like waiting to pay for my coffee. I, I like, actually I didn't want to right talk now. to you.
1: That's why I texted yeah. you. It was Please like, text back.
0: It was like, I, w- I had just texted him 10 seconds before. So he knew I was seeing him phoning. Then I phoned him back an hour later after I'd done Lysoling my vegetables. Yeah. Long story. Anyway, we said we'd get to it. This or that piles options. There's a, there's many options. The two that we're talking about today are uh, helical screw piles or concrete piles, traditional concrete piles. Yep. What's your thoughts? It depends where you live. So good. My, framing, my, wood, or...
1: My preference is helical screw piles Yeah. for our area. The reason I like those so much is they're fast to install. They're below the frost line. They're nowhere near as messy,
0: right? It's like, it's quite like there's no cleanup. You're just in they go. They are amazing. I think they are the absolutely the answer in any market that a has a deeper frost line than I would say like two feet, three feet. If you have a deeper frost line than that, then they're amazing for that. And you're in a market where you don't have a lot of um, like bedrock or, or
1: oh, lot yeah. of stone in the ground. If you have
0: lots of rock. But you know what? That's an issue. That. With, you can, good luck drilling piles with that either. Like concrete piles. That's a challenge no matter what system you're going to go with.
1: Maybe you don't put piles in when you have too many rocks. Maybe not. Anyways, it also depends when the piles go in. So I do believe that if you're building your house and you know which concrete pile, like you know the shape of your deck and you know where it's going to go, and the people that are drilling the piles for your house foundation can do the deck piles at the same time, then go for it. You might as well. Do the concrete piles. Put them all in the same piles. Because he or she, whoever it is, has a bobcat or a machine there to remove the soil that gets dug out from the hole and they're pouring concrete and there's tons of it for the foundation. So just get, do it, get it done.
0: And maybe we should take a step back here and not assume that everybody that listens to this podcast knows what a helical screw pile is. Maybe we should explain that a little bit. So a helical screw you pile. I think they have the internet. Probably. Okay. Framing. Do you know how to, how to <laughs> bake a, do you know how to bake a, a rye bread? Yep. No, no, you I don't. don't. Yeah. But I could Google it. if You I, could. <laughs> <laughs> but we, yeah, so people are goes. driving right now. We can't expect them to start Googling things. That's stop, stop. Irresponsible. Stop Facebooking and start Googling. Yeah, okay. So helical screw piles are, um, they're a, a, typically a galvanized or in some cases stainless steel pipe mm-hmm. with a helix on the bottom of it. A, what you want to call it? A screw, like a single rotation of a screw flute, a flute. There's a few different names for it or a flight. Sure. (laughs) And blade uh,
1: plate blade. Synonyms. Bryce, it's your turn. (laughs) Well, this is awful. People are tuning (laughs) out. Yeah. Out, out.
0: So at the bottom of the pipe, it's got a big plate on it. That is a screw. It screws itself into the ground. Yep. And so they're driven in hydraulically because they're, they take quite a bit of torque to do. And so you bring in a machine. It twists this thing into the ground. It go. The depth depends on your frost line in your area. Correct. In our area, we have a very deep frost line, probably deeper than anybody that's listening to this podcast. In the prairies of Canada, and so our frost line can hit six. Like it's, that's average. Six feet is average. Could be a little bit deeper. Could be a little bit shallower depending on when the snow falls in the in the winter. But um, so ours are ten feet is common. Yes. You go out to Ontario; they use seven-foot ones all the time, That's and I'm good. sure in more southern markets they probably don't bother going that deep. If you don't need to get th- that deep for the frost and your soil is stable, then you wouldn't have to go that deep. So it probably depends on your market a little yeah, bit.
1: Yeah, we have a combination of like really bad soil,
0: bad soil, and deep frost, and deep
1: frost, right? Yeah. So ours ours are good at ten feet.
0: Hey, so finders in. The other problem with um, with the concrete piles is that you have to in our market you have to dig those things so deep that most people don't believe us when we tell them how deep. House, like piles for houses go, correct. So when you're out in like Dr. Dex, for example, Jason Russell out in Washington, he the or Blake down in California, deck pros, um, he they build their they dig their piles like twelve inches deep, like you hand dig that all day long. That's all like. <laughs> like so if you're so in that funny. market where this that's all you require, Tennessee sixteen inches down, sixteen Tennessee. inches in Tennessee. Yeah. If that's all you require, then. You're right. Helical screw piles probably don't make a ton of sense there. You're not exposing a lot of mess. You're not digging up a bunch of stuff. You can hand dig that hole no problem. It's not a big deal. Yep. It's just easy. It's And the amount of dirt that you're pulling out of there is pretty easy just to spread out somewhere and not a big deal. The big deal comes when you have to start digging those things three feet plus because you can no longer dig that by hand so easily. Mm -hmm. Now you might be bringing in an an auger or an auger bit on a bobcat or something to dig that hole and now you got to Fairly sizable mess that comes out of the hole as well that you have enough to dispose of. You can't just rake that out and, yep. and leave it. You got to get rid of it. Um, so, in those markets where that's the case, it's a little bit closer of a race between which one is more ideal to use. But if you are in a deep frost area, these things, helical screw piles are ideal because they drive in it's immediately. It's a five minute thing, it's five minutes, it's in the ground. Ready and to build the on. Second Second, the sleeve pops off the top of it, you screw the saddle on and you're ready to build. There's no waiting for the concrete to set up. They don't need to cure. Our frost line being six feet, they put these things 10 feet in. When they do piles for houses here, they're 18 feet deep. Mm -hmm. Feet. Yeah, 14 to 18. Feet, you guys. Not 16 inches, 16 feet or more. So it's insane. So imagine digging out a hole. How much dirt is coming out of a hole that's 12, 16, 18 inches wide? and 18 feet deep and combine that with the fact that it is solid clay that comes out of the ground here it's awful so you're not even if you were ambitious and we're like oh, i'm gonna shovel a gonna wheelbarrow <laughs> no you're not three yards of dirt per hole away no you're not because you can't shovel it yep. because it's just dense clay it's like dried out play-doh um so for that reason they are amazing here um Quick and the cost because of doing an 18 foot deep concrete pile is not cheap, right? You're already at four or $500 per pile, 500 dumping it in there, right? All day long. And the screw piles, it's Canadian dollars, but uh, which which now is a yeah. <laughs> way bigger difference than the uh, exchange rate. But the screw piles are 300 bucks. So at that point, their screw piles are actually a little bit cheaper and they're quicker and they're less messy. And yeah, they're just amazing. They fight frost more effectively. Um, so we're big fans of screw piles. Again, in your market, if you are. Two feet or less, three feet or less, probably concrete still makes more sense to you. Yep. So this or that, our votes for helical screw piles, but market dependent. Right? Ah, Mine's a timing
1: thing. If it timing, mine's timing. If it goes in, if you can put the pile in at the same time you're doing the foundation, oh, yeah, yeah. do concrete pile. Yeah, sure. Other than that, do a screw like a helical pile. screw. Right. Pile. Yeah. If the
0: That's machinery it, is the already on site and you're already excavating dirt and you're already hauling it away and all those things are already taken care of because yep. there's already piles going in, then yeah, obviously yeah, do that. So good. Then um, we've got a couple of our employees in here. That's Carly. I saw just signed in and I think I saw Daryl in here before. So our Saskatoon crew is tuning in. Good men. Oh yeah. Hey, Yeah, yeah, look at that. Good job, guys.
1: Mike, Eric, say hi to Carly.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Not much for interactivity in today's podcast. We had Harp, Harp, Harp the Dex, Harp, Peeth, Harpeth Dex. You're killing it. Harpeth Dex. I'm going with Harpeth Dex. Made one comment there. Great execution, bud. Yep nailing it today. <laughs> so Carly gives a thumbs up. So next, next stage is the framing stage. So your two options here, not as many options on this. Your options are basically to do it out of wood or to not do it out of wood, which means steel or aluminum. Yep. So wood or metal is essentially or metal. what we're Let's talking about here. Yep. Um, Cause in some cases you can frame like wood could even be hardwood. You see the odd deck that does get framed in hardwood as well as the decking service. It would make sense to me Pretty to expensive. do your rim joist.
1: Yep. In hardwood. Sure. Like your outside joist and your rim joist in hardwood. That makes sense to me, but I wouldn't do the whole thing out of it. I'd like,
0: yeah, the problem with some of that stuff is like when you're doing a hardwood deck is screwing into this softwood framing that we have is that sometimes the screws don't hold in it. Yeah. Right. Like when that e wants to cup or move or whatever, like it, it has the ability to pull a screw through that soft lumber. Yeah. Um, so because of that sometimes people would actually do like keep a framing as well or some sort of hardwood framing underneath it as well. Or there's some companies that'll sell a cap, a hardwood cap that would cap your joist, and you, you basically like structurally screw that down. And that way your screws are going into hardwood again without the whole joist being hardwood. Right. But that's a good idea. Um, but what attention. we're talking about, the categories we're kind of talking about here are like pressure treated framing versus steel framing, we'll say, or aluminum framing. Yep. And I don't think that there's any doubt that the better, longer lasting solution here is steel framing. It's a no doubter. There is, there's very few um, cons to it. There's a couple cons to it. There's very few, um, I guess, longevity cons to it. It just is going to, it's straighter, it's flatter, it's going to it last longer than wood. It can't rot. Like it's just, there's so many good things about it. Yeah, the only, true. only knocks on it are, it is still a bit more pricey. Yes. And guys aren't familiar with working with it is the biggest Yeah, hurdle. it's a new set of tools.
1: Yeah. Right? And so.
0: And there are some challenges too with sometimes the fastener placements means you got to, you know, notch the back of a deck board out to make sure it sits flat because, you know, there's a, a metal fold somewhere or a hex mm-hmm. head screw in the way or something and you got to work around those details. So there are some little nuances about steel framing that aren't as great. Yeah. A little bit present some challenges. One of the things that I did find a, finished project. Interesting though,
1: was that um, the blocking for railing in these metal decks at this point is still calling for just adding wood to that.
0: No, not not on um, not on fortress. Okay, this has come up. I did the research. There's, they have a, a blocking solution. Okay, a steel blocking solution. Okay, well that's good. They should. But in the past, I've seen that, or that you were supposed to use wood posts under the deck still, like steel frame, but you were putting it on on wood six by six, and it's like, yeah. well, that's the most. That's the that's one of the most common rod areas, and yeah. it's the one holding up the whole deck. That should be steel too. Yep. But the fortress evolution framing is fantastic because it's taking care of those things, um, and it seems to be catching a little bit of fire now. Obviously, the Trex uh, elevations is the other major option that are out there. Those yep. are kind of like the two big ones. There are some um, aluminum options out there, like deck span, and I can't think of the other ones off the top of my head. But So there's some options out there. Eric uh, Teru from Instagram. You're killing it. I love it. Just so good. I love it. Yeah. Asked a question here. He says, what's the upcharge to steel framing? So that's the million dollar question. That's what everybody always wants to know, right? In the past, before Fortress came out, the upcharge seemed to be on average about four times more than, than wood framing. So your wood framing might've been five, you know, three to $5 depending on your market per square foot for your, uh, framing materials and you could have expected that to be more like 12 to 15 16 17 dollars a square foot for steel framing yeah one of the big pushes that fortress was making was saying our system is like great for all these reasons and one of the reasons is the cost is a lot lower than what's traditionally been expected on steel framing now we're talking about a two and a half times multiplier
1: i think that that's reasonable i think that's a I just think that's a reasonable number. If you think about how long the deck boards are warranted for, 25 years or more, maybe 50 in some cases, lifetime in others. Yeah. And your framing is going to last 17 yards, years to 20, then it makes sense that it would be twice as much money because it will last, like you would have to build that deck twice out of pressure treated wood in the time that you would have to build it out of steel or aluminum. Yeah. So they're like- at 50 years, it's a wash.
0: Yeah, no, at 18 Back to years, that lasting, you know what I mean. Yeah.
1: A, at 18 years, it's a wash. As soon as you replace the frame of the first one, so
0: yeah. So I think what Fortress they they seem to have shied away. I know when we saw this framing the last couple of years at the shows, that was the word. It was like two and a half times, two and a half times. Recently, they seem to have shied away from saying two and a half times all the time. But what they have said is that the cost of a a dimensional piece of joist material or something as compared to a wood equivalent it's about three times more if you were to take like a two by six 16 foot piece of steel for fortress framing and a two by six 16 foot treated piece it's probably about three times more how it gets down to that two and a half or less is that that joist material spans a lot farther And so you don't need as many posts and you, like you save on the amount of materials in the deck because of your spans increasing.
1: Correct. And with wood, you have hangers and connectors and all that stuff. And with a fortress system, that's already punched into the ledger, right? You don't, there's no extra stuff. So
0: So Trex is a little bit different. I'm kind of working on one right now, actually. Yeah. In Saskatoon. You're doing a Trex uh, uh, quote right now, right? So. Yeah. Not me personally. more about (laughs) that. Yeah. You're working on it for somebody.
1: I'm working on it for somebody, (laughs)
0: but yeah. So yeah, water steel, That the big benefits of steel are longevity. It's not going anywhere. It's perfectly flat. It's going to stay flat. It's not going to crow, crown, bow, twist, crack, shrink, any of that stuff. Your deck, when you build it, when you leave, is going to look the same. It's not going to dry and, and get wavy or anything. So that's the fantastic stuff, part about it. Um, the cost is getting better. So becoming less and less of a con. The biggest hurdle, again, is for just the, in, the lack of familiarity with working with steel for contractors, right? They're, and DIY is probably not likely to DIY pick up is a, not a steel this. frame deck, de- de- right? Like not they're going to stick with wood. Um, wood is just economically, it's a little bit less expensive. It's more familiar to work with. Those are the pros. Readily available. Readily available. You stop in any lumber yard anywhere and you're going to be able to pick up some lumber. The steel framing right now logistically is a little tricky.
1: Um, I know that Fortress is... Uh, I just found out this week, actually, that Fortress is stocked in Ontario now. Yeah, yeah. And Trex, I still don't think is stocking it in Canada, from what I understand. They still have to bring it up out of the US, so.
0: Yeah, still a little trickier to get your hands on for sure. And I don't suspect I that's that- going to change anytime soon. No? Lumber's always going to be more readily available.
1: Absolutely, lumber will be more readily available, but I think you'll start to see more people stocking steel framing. Like We might start to see somebody in Calgary or Edmonton put it on the ground, possibly.
0: Potentially. Yeah. So then it becomes a one week wait rather than a three and a half or four week wait for us. So yeah, if you can get it under that two week wait period, I think then it becomes a viable option. Absolutely. Because if you're doing steel framing, you're going to have to run that past an engineer and city and blah,
1: blah, blah. Right. Yeah. If you do wood framing, everybody already understands that your inspectors understand it. they know what to like, they know what to expect. Yeah. If you're doing a steel frame deck, you're going to like you're going to run into some roadblocks. And so you have at least two or three weeks of fighting with the city before that starts to be like, Oh yeah. Okay. Yep. Absolutely. I get it. So,
0: so- I don't know the Trek's elevation system well enough to know what they do to combat this, but, um, but Fortress, the solution to the whole getting it past thing is that with every deck that they do framing the cell send you, they have it pre-engineered essentially. So when the plan gets sent to them and they, they, come up with their cut list or whatever of materials. They then send that to an engineer that they've got a contract with who stamps it and approves it that you can then take that and deliver to your building inspector inspector. And so the last time we had talked to them, they said that they had one engineer in Calgary and one in Ontario somewhere. So two engineers within um, Canada that would be doing these sign offs. And so that's like, that's amazing. And I somehow heard, that's worked into the cost of the framing.
1: So. Yeah, I heard there's a little bit of a hold up in that right now. That sort of the bottleneck in the whole system right now for us in Canada locally is the, that, like getting it engineered. There's a bit of a, it seems to be slow right there.
0: Not surprising. That sounded I really easy when was it's like, like, we've just, you're just going to get this. And it's like, oh, wow, that's pretty that's pretty cool. You can yeah. line that up, but I'm yep. so, not surprised that there's Anyways, some hiccups to that. So I'm a proponent of steel. I will I'll move to steel. Yeah. So on your piles, steel, on your framing, steel. No, uh, I went concrete. De- huh? I want concrete piles. You did not. You only did it if it was at the time of the
1: build. Well, that's when I would build my deck. <laughs> that's when I would plan my deck because I'd want it built into my mortgage.
0: So yeah, fair enough.
1: Okay. I'm concrete, steel, sex appeal. Is that, when, is that how that
0: goes? Oh, well, I suppose <laughs> we'll see. Um, decking next category you're gonna you put your piles in you framed your deck up now you gotta put some decking down what are you putting down we're gonna talk about wood versus composite the obvious comparison and for sake of keeping this simple it's softwood so like you know treated or cedar versus composite or pvc like a low maintenance yeah there
1: you go i was gonna be like well let's let's lump pvc into composite and hardwoods into wood
0: fine well hardwoods into wood that changes the game a little bit though but anyway um So the pros for doing a wood deck are obvious. Again, it's cost. It's, that's not the case though, if you're doing hardwood. So that's where this, if we're going to include that, it becomes a little bit tricky now. Hardwood's out. We won't talk about hardwood. It's its own beast. Uh, So cost it's, it's cheap. It wood is cheap.
1: (laughs) It really is. Especially if you get it at Home Depot.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, the funny thing is it's not usually cheap at Home Uh, Depot. It's expensive. Just the quality is cheap. That's right. Uh, but you're like, for the most part nowadays, outside of the odd person who just really wants to have the feel and look of wood on their deck, most people, at least in our market or at least in, I would say in all of Canada, other than maybe mountain regions are wanting a composite deck. They only go wood if it's, that's within the budget. Outside of that, they want the maintenance free stuff.
1: Most people do, right? They, a lot of people love the look of wood and the feel of wood, but they don't like dealing with it. So I just want to pressure wash my deck off and barbecue. Yeah. Have my friends over.
0: So there is like, there is some people that lo- just love the look of cedar. I think there's always, there's always a bit of a like, ah, and it's cheaper. Like I like the look of it and I don't want to spend for composite. Yep. Um, we had a customer last year. I want to say that she was not, or maybe it was two years ago. That she was not doing plastic decking. She hated the feel of it on the feet. Like the the feel of it, she's like, I don't like it. It makes me cringe to walk on it. Oh yeah, they so did bamboo. I need to is that do right? Wood of some sort. Yeah, they ended up doing a bamboo product. And so there's the odd person out there that has that. They just can't get over the. They want natural materials. They don't like the feel of the plastic. To them, it bothers them. I'd say that's pretty rare. Um, we have a couple of comments in the Instagram Live here. I want to, I hope it's Harpeth. Harpeth deck says we can't get anyone here to go with composite. So do you think that's a price issue there? Or I don't know where you're from, so I don't know if it's a regional thing. He's from Tennessee. Tennessee. Or is it just that there's like, that's the trend right now is wood down there. What's the deal there? Eric Teru says we still have an uphill battle to move over to composite. So he's in Quebec outside of Montreal. And so same, same problem there, I guess Um, in our little siloed world of Saskatchewan, Composite is king. That said, like, I say composite Mm. is king. The numbers are probably still overall, like, overall, more wood decks go down. Wood is
1: the most popular
0: everywhere. But again, most of those people are settling for budget reasons. They want the composite. So. Yeah, so. Because 80% of the market is still wood. Let's not, when I say composite is king. Yeah. In North America, 80% of the market is still wood. So wood technically is still king. But what people desire... You know, this is like saying 80% of the market is, you know, Ford F-150s. And it's like, but if people had the choice and no budget, they'd be buying
1: Teslas. prettier, more expensive Teslas. Trucks. They'd be buying Tesla
0: or Cybertrucks.
1: So um, yeah, I was going to, I was going to talk about that. Harpeth. It, price mostly, but no one has it and no one really knows about it. So what I was going to say is it's likely a, it's likely a selling technique, right? So if you're, I found that once we really got comfortable selling the value of it and the, like the extra expense, and we could sort of defend that to people, they started to believe us. Right. And it was like, Oh, like, look at, look at how much these guys believe in composite. It must be worth it. And so I, I know that my dad's lumber yard is in rural Saskatchewan. And when they, they, go to sell composite the, the way they do it will never result in a sale of composite because they start with, well, we have tracks, but it's a lot. Do you want it? That's never going to work, right? So if you sell, if you pitch the price of wood and then you pitch the price of composite and then you tell the value add of composite more free time, Better like better weekends, no work, blah, blah, blah. I I feel like that's probably a thing. Availability is certainly hard. You need somebody to help you. You need somebody to kind of back you on that, a Lumberyard to to bring some of the product in. And I think Trucks is probably a pretty easy one to bring in. It's like brand name is well known and
0: readily available, and most Lumberyards take it. So yeah. Anyways, once you believe you can sell it, I think it'll help. So sure. So what else do we have for comments here? Uh this is an interesting comment here from Eric Theroux in Quebec as well. The cheap stuff is too readily available and too many people have had bad experiences with that stuff. Oh yeah. I so that's an so. interesting take on this is that if you've got this cheap Chinese garbage that's the quality is absolutely terrible on, but it's cheap. So that's what people do. They're like, Oh, I have can I I can get wood for a dollar or I can get this cheap comp for a dollar fifty. Oh, that I'm willing to spend and then they end up with a crap product that fails on them.
1: Yeah. Good luck selling them something. And good
0: else. luck them. The next person they talk to tells them like, yeah, composites is great. You don't have to, you know, there's no maintenance to it. You just have to wash it off. It doesn't stain or fade. It's like, yeah, yeah. That's what the last guy told me. And my deck lasted three years and was falling apart. Yeah. It was garbage peeled off because some cheap crap off a boat from China came in and ruined the entire category for some people. So that's interesting to hear that. Yeah, for sure. Um, The Notorious 73 says composites are becoming more popular here in Australia. That's good. And yeah, I mean, it's the way the market's going. There's no doubt that even the ones that are having trouble selling composite decks now, it's only a matter of time. That's what people want. Like that's the way the industry trend is going. It's trending in that direction. Yep. So, green room. Uh, Bro Laws or us, says there's a green room now. It's, uh, yeah, so last time when we had you guys on, we were in the old studio and we had an actual real life physical backdrop. And we've moved to the new studio now at our new location, and we've decided to go with the green screen, the whole thing. And um, so there's that. It's not a green room. It's more like a green sheet. Yeah. Well, let's show the people. This is what you get. If you tune into Instagram. Uh-oh.
1: You can't pick it up. It's too heavy.
0: If you tune into, you tune into Instagram, you get extra bonus features to the podcast. Ooh. Okay? So we've got our lights. Oh, yeah. Show them, producer we've got our Sound Bryce. panels on the wall. Hey. Okay? Oh, White little for notes. There's the guy. There's the guy behind who posts the podcast up on YouTube now for us. And uh, yeah, so it's just, a, we don't have our ceiling in yet. So we still got a bare ceiling up there, but uh, there you go. There's a tour of the studio. <laughs> uh, great tip. Says Harpeth Dex, probably about the how to sell it. I'm guessing he's talking about Uh, Eric Theroux. Says when you did that temperature test a few years back, that helps me a lot. So that's great to know that that's that. uh, We do need to do an update on that because things have changed since we did that. We didn't have decorators. Yeah. And decorators is supposed to be one that actually maintains a cooler temperature. So we should do that test again Um, when we get some hot days this summer. Let's do that again and update that because I know a lot, it helped a lot of people with that. And so that last yeah. graphic we just did too last week about the different profiles That's and kind of what one. to look for also helped a lot of people yep. because a lot of these crap brands have those hollow core profiles to them. It's like, a, you see that it's like yeah. a, it's a red flag right away. That doesn't necessarily mean it is guaranteed to be junk. It just means that 99% chance it's junk. Yeah, it's just, gives you just by the profile, at, right? right? So. But uh, boy, we have a lot of comments coming in here now. So on. it's a big market here in Australia, says the Notorious 73. TimberTech, Azek, and our own Modwood made there. Made here. Sorry. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I've that's heard that TimberTech and Azek seem to be kind of more available. Uh, Donning and Decking has mentioned that quite a few times. He's been using a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, Burloz is saying are the common homeowners don't know that there are stores that specialize in selling deck materials. Unfortunately, box stores don't have the choices or the knowledge, unfortunately. So that's a big thing, too. If the only option you have in your town is a Home Depot, then you walk in and you've got rows upon rows of lumber inside sitting there. And then you have one little section of some 12 foot grooved, whatever, something like a couple of crap. They usually have and a then, brand name and they then a treks, treks or right. treks, cheap tracks, but they carry one length and they don't carry any of the fascia boards and they don't carry any of your solid edge material. And so you look at that and be like, well, like they're not taking it super seriously. So why should I,
1: I so. don't, like, the box stores, they're obviously doing something right. Like everybody, everybody goes there. I go there. You know what I mean? Not to buy decking, but I, like, I go there. I buy stuff there. I shouldn't, but I do because it's convenient. They,
0: Well, they have, hey. their, they have their angle. It is convenient to be able to go to one, like, because they're located in your neighborhood. So if you just run in grab something quick, it's easy. Yeah, They have everything. They have everything. So if you need... You know, if you're doing a full reno and you need bits and pieces, then you can go to a place that has everything, not so specialized. But if you're just anyway. building a deck or if you're just doing a, you know, a kitchen, then there's better places to go. And often go to the a specialized store. That is, the that pricing
1: is sense. often better in the specialized stores. That's what people don't nearly. That's time, where they yeah. get mixed up. They walk in these giant buildings and they think, Oh, it's a huge building. It must be the cheapest. They must have real good buying power. Yeah. You know what they have really big overhead.
0: Yeah, that. Really big overhead. And they didn't grow to 890 <laughs> locations not making money. So they're making money off your back. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that was a good conversation we had there with the people on Instagram. So that's good. Uh, let's get on to railing. So I think for the before we move on from decking, obviously composite is the attractive thing that everybody wants. Even the comments in here that said, no, my market still would. It's like, but, but people want the composite. They
1: want composite. So here's the other one that... Um Harpeth could use is that break-even point. We talk about this all the time. Yeah, And the price for composite versus wood, it. we have heard, I've never done the actual math on this, but I've heard that if you maintain a wood deck the way you're supposed to with proper treatment each year, staining, sanding, blah, 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 at nine years, you've reached a break-even point for yep. the price of your composite. Wood takes you nine years to get their composite all up front. And yep. so if somebody plans to be in the house for more than nine years, that, that could help him sell that, right? And just be like, here's some of the Certainly. benefits, yep. so. Yeah, that's it, Yeah, that was my final thing. I vote composite.
0: Yeah. I have composite on my house. Yeah, I vote composite as well. I have co- I, my deck, my backyard's composite, my porch in the front that was built with the builder is treated, it doesn't bother me that it's treated. Like when I did my deck in the back, I thought, oh boy, I should replace the front too, so that it's all the same, it all matches, and I, I didn't, but it doesn't bother me that the front's, like does it look as nice? No, of course not. Is it has it cracked in places and whatever? Yeah, it has. Like it's doing what wood does. Yeah. Um so if I had the choice if I if my porch hadn't been built by the builder, I would have done it in composite. Yep. But Um anyway, I was there was another point I wanted to make there and now I it slipped my mind mm. and I can't think of it and it's going to bother me. But talk, anyways. Are you talking about fasteners maybe? No. Okay. No, but there's some definite benefits for composite too for fasteners, right? Hidden. If we want to go there, yeah, they're hidden. Um, railing, aluminum, aluminum versus composite. <laughs> this is one of those categories here where it's like composite. You can't say these right aluminium. because half your audience is from Australia and half of it. Well, that's Canada why I went with it. And half of it's I sold it. Three halves, uh, and the other half. <laughs> yeah. Canadians say aluminum and composite. It's actually Australians spelt. say it's actually spelt different aluminum and composite. Americans say aluminum and composite. Yeah. No two of us are the same. I think Australia is aluminum. Yeah, or Is that they, just the UK? No,
1: no, that's Australia.
0: Right, Australia? And they spell it wrong too. Illuminated balustrades in here too and he's a, he's Australian. All right, he's glass rail. Um so aluminum versus composite railing. So these are the kind of the big maintenance free options in our market and in most markets, at least in North America. Um, wood railing is really starting to go by the wayside. You're certainly not going to do wood railing. If you have a composite deck, pretty rare for that to happen. And most, or a lot of the time now, even when you're doing a wood deck, people are doing aluminum railings or composite railings because when it comes time to maintain things, it doesn't take that much effort to, to oil a wood deck, the decking. You did that today. I did that today. It didn't take that long. What's that? Aluminium. Aluminium. That's how Australians say it? Yeah. Okay. We got confirmation right from here? producer Brace. Well, correct. Yeah. We got a confirmation Illuminate. from the IG now too. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't take long. Like that little deck down there is only 90 square feet or whatever, but it probably didn't take me more than 20 minutes to do it. Right. Once you get the oil out and you just, you know, get going, it doesn't take that long.
1: No, it's quick. What
0: does take long is, oiling little bits and pieces, like the railing balusters and posts and underneath the top rail and underneath the bottom, like that's a pain in the ass. Yep. And so a lot of people are saying like, yes, I'm going to save money in the decking. I'm okay taking care of that, but I still want some sort of maintenance free railing. And these are the two major categories of it. Yep. I think the actions of the big brand in the last couple of years is telling you which way the market is going. Okay. Right. Like we have Trex and TimberTech and Fiber that have always made composite at railings. That's been their thing for a long time, but each of them now, I don't know about Fibron, but TimberTech and Tracks now have their aluminum railings as well. And so there's a lot of aluminum railing companies out there that we de- Like we stock three brands of them, Regal Ideas, Century, Fortress. Um, and now TimberTech and Trex have their aluminum railings. And of course there's all sorts of brands down the States too, whether it's, you know, Westbury or there's Ultralox or like, there's tons and tons and tons and tons. Yep. tons of them. Can anybody else hear it? Brolaz, can you hear what we're saying? That awkward moment, why are you, why did, why are you asking well, that? Well, because you're
1: the next guy below that. Read the comment below that. He says he can't hear it.
0: The awkward moment, I'm contractually not allowed to chime in. Yeah. Bro, as are regal. Regal ideas. That's you it. Got that.
1: Go ahead. Down. We sell it. It's okay. Yeah, you can hear us. So
0: maybe just the one guy can't hear us. Yeah. Okay. So, so I am a big fan of aluminum railing. Why? Well, because it's a simple install is the biggest reason. It's more simple and quick to install than composite is. Um, but also
1: I think it's stronger.
0: Yeah. I think it's less likely to, uh, warp or twist or have callbacks in the future. The problem with comps that sometimes is that you're relying on wood inside that post a lot of times there are the steel post option or, um, instead of using a four by four, it's just a lot more money. So a lot of people don't do it. So Mm -hmm. they put a treated post inside that sleeve and then it may, um, twist over time. And then that pops the brackets off. But I think you're right. It's like you're screwing stuff into plastic sleeves and everything's plastic and plastic can crack and break, especially in cold weather. Especially here, right? It's It's not a huge issue, but bad here.
1: I think if I was in a climate that was a little warmer, you know, if you're in the U S anywhere in the U S is probably a little bit better. Minnesota might not be that much better in North Dakota, but well, and I think here,
0: man, composite railings are more popular further south than like in the U S for sure. I know that we've spent some time at these shows and, um, a lot of the U S guys in the last couple of years have been out at these shows looking for aluminum railing. Cause they're wanting to make the switch and it's tougher for them to find down there. And we're like, well, that's crazy. Cause that's basically all our market is, is aluminum. It's 90% aluminum up here. Yeah. Um, so I wonder if that
1: owner of Harpeth is installing aluminum railing. He says he has a tough time selling composite decking. So what's he doing for railing?
0: Well, I don't know if you have to ask him. Is he, is he still in here? He might be gone. If he's still know. in here, I'm sure we'll hear from him shortly. But okay. yeah, that seems to be the trend. So aluminum seems to be, not, I don't know that is ever going to go away. It provides a different look and a different feel uh, and different options. So it's not that it'll go away. I just think the market share in Canada is very strong to aluminum. And I think in the States, it's shifting hmm. that way. It's moving you didn't to see a lot of a that anywhere. So, well, that's strange. Yeah railing wrapped up uh next and final category is like you have a
1: you have a preference you like aluminum more yeah i like the look of composite more
0: i do think that composite does provide a nice like there's more it can look a lot of different ways i like the look of it too i just wish it was stronger
1: that's all yeah Hmm.
0: okay um mostly wood
1: some cable yeah that's good
0: so yeah the cable and illuminated balustrade uh, mentioned before two glass railings like both, both these systems you can put glass into as well like aluminum railing systems could be picket or it could be glass or it could be cable and same for composite you have those the infill is optional yeah um, but what the what the main structure is built out of is uh, trending aluminum, it seems. At least that's what we thought till this IG. Now the whole podcast is shot to shit. Shot.
1: Might as <laughs> well turn it off. Straight to the whiskey.
0: Final category we're going to touch on today is the lights category. And this is not a this or that so much as to whether there's two options. It's just whether you should do them or not. So lights, yes, or lights, no. That's tough, right? No, it's not. Heavy yes, yes on lights. But... <laughs>
1: Some of the guys in here are having a tough time selling composite.
0: Yeah, so, so they've already, their customers have already saved the money not doing that. Throw some damn lights in the deck. It
1: it can take a very plain, boring wood deck to another level. And there is, I have used this the same theory logic while selling to people who are going with an entry level composite. Whenever you do lights in your deck, whether it's on the railing or on the stairs or on the fascia or whatever, when your neighbors or friends or family come over and look at it, they will immediately be taken by the lights because most people will spend the money on a fancier railing or a fancier deck board when really what you notice is the lighting.
0: Yeah. And so would you just look at it? Would you just look at look it? And you are looking at it. Look at all those lights on there. Hey? <laughs> standing looking at these lights. Got go me standing here. here looking at it. Uh, I think that, yeah, the lights, the wow factor of adding lights can take, <laughs> can take a whole hum deck and, and flip it to wow. And you could do that you have your, with a small budget.
1: Your treated deck. You're looking to refinish it on year five, sand it up, put some new oil on it, throw some lights in there, put some aluminum rail on it. That's a whole new project. That's the, sudden, the right? best,
0: the best vibe and ambiance on a deck is at night with some lights. Yeah, like sitting in the, sitting on your deck in the middle of the day is great when the sun's out. Sure, that's that's great. Yep. But you want a super cool vibe? Go out and sit on your deck at night with the, with the with it all lit up. Oh. And for that matter, your whole landscape. We've got Sean Stefan here from the Rusty, rusty shovel. shovel. He's going to agree with this because even more so on landscaping. Like, if you so we we sat through a an in light uh, presentation yesterday and they talked a little bit about why did you, you come? me? I
1: didn't. Oh, okay.
0: Uh, I'm they talked waiting. about like layering lighting and stuff and how many different effects you can get with lighting. And it's, you don't even understand it really until you hear somebody who's passionate about it, describe the different, um, design features of that lights can provide. It's not just like light or no light. It's like, talk about shapes of and beam angles and shapes of light and layering lights and different glows and different temperatures and all this stuff it's all can create a different vibe um but so the moral of the story is though even a little bit of light goes a long way on a deck even just to light the stairs even if it's for safety it's not a terrible idea to put some lights in the stairs but where i think it really shines is when you start lighting things that you don't think are worth spending money on like lighting the you know, lighting the the foliage around the deck or something with some down lighting off the deck. Like, that's cool. That yep. gives it a super wicked vibe. Lighting, having the railing lit up, you know? Yeah. If you have an aerial structure, up, up lighting underneath that aerial structure, just like, I don't know. It's The other way you can sell the lighting is that you can,
1: you can kind of guilt people into it and be like, yeah, it's okay. Like, if you want your mother-in-law to fall down the stairs because she can't see them, you should... You should let her fall.
0: That'll be 100%, fine. 100%. <laughs> so, uh, let's go back to anyways. the comments because we have a few rolling uh, in here. Uh, Brola says, yes, yes, yes. I'm assuming that's about like, yeah, lights. The lights, let's in. do it. Lights, lights, lights. Everybody put the lights in. <laughs> um, illuminated, the, no surprise that Illuminated Balustrade is a big fan of lights. They've got lights built into their railings. Strange, didn't see that coming. And the name. Uh, lights always, it's the difference between a good and a spectacular deck at night. That's absolutely like true. a deck, a deck without lights at night is not really even that useful.
1: Nope.
0: <laughs> like you don't want to just flip the porch light on. That's They're not, always so that's bright, a great vibe. Right. Yeah. Uh, Eric Teru says, I've adjusted, or sorry, I've suggested, <laughs> he didn't say adjusted at all. I've suggested to a client, lesser board to put, put money on the lights. Yep. So yeah, to a certain extent, right, we would never suggest somebody goes to the crap composite that's falling apart that you're mentioning there, but sure, go down to a a Fibron Good Life board or a Trex Enhance board that's, you're still getting composite, you're still getting fade and stain, you're still getting uh, the warranty, you're still getting a good brand, but you're saving the money and you can throw $500 or $800 or $1,000 at some lights and really flip the switch on your deck. Literally, that's a great pun. I didn't even mean to. <laughs> uh,
1: so I believe that I would tell people as the bro laws have said, uh, pressure treated floor. I would tell somebody to do pressure treated over the cheap Chinese stuff.
0: Oh you yeah. Know what I mean, is this like yeah. just do it or a cedar deck. You know what you're so. getting with a treated deck at least. Yeah. But that cheap Chinese stuff doesn't provide you the benefits that you're expecting out of composite. Correct. It's, it may have a fade or stain warranty, potentially usually not that long, but the, Problems that we've seen is structurally, it's not good. It's awful. And like it scratches super crazy easy. And if it does have a cap on it at all, it peels super easy. Um, Sean's just here for the shout out and we gave him that. So we uh, peace I out. I actually gave you a Pick shout out. out and Ben.
1: I actually gave you a shout out today. I had a customer in the store that was looking for a stone fireplace. And he was like, I want to do a stone fireplace. And it's going to be a big one. And it's going to be out of, what are the two landscaping Barkman."
0: Barkman concrete. Yeah. So he
1: wants Barkman. And I was like, mm, that's not what you want. You got to go talk to Sean at the rusty shovel. Cause he sells. And starts Barkman. Like, nope. <laughs> he doesn't. <laughs> Belgard. He sells Belgard. Yeah, sure. And so well, I sent him, he won't be there today because you're closed obviously. And yeah, but anyways, we're good. He's on his way. He'll come.
0: Makes a mediocre project look high end says Sean. Yep. Exactly. It really does. Um, bro, has his piece of note, he's got stuff to do. Uh, Elgard. I'm a big fan of, of absolutely do lights. I think this is the one I'm probably most it's passionate a, about. It's not a this or that. It's a. You should just do it. Do it. It's like Nike. Yeah. That said, I don't have lights on my deck yet, but I, I want to. It's only because I'm not done yet. It's only been year three since I built it. So it's not done It's yet. not that you haven't purchased lights.
1: You have, you have somewhere near like, you have thousands of dollars worth of lights here though.
0: Yeah, they're in here on the, the shelf. I gotta,
1: I gotta, <laughs> just gotta move them and put them in. We gotta sell them to somebody.
0: So <laughs> that's our first edition of this or that. I don't know. It's a catchy little title. Maybe we should do this with other things. I what? don't know what. Yeah, what else would you do? I with? don't know. But uh, anyways, piles, framing, decking, railing, lights. Those are your. Those are your kind of primary categories. Those are your options. If there's any more questions that need to come in from Instagram, you better do it fast because we're piecing out of here. Um, we got stuff. To did do. you see that I messaged a guy?
1: yesterday on Instagram. So he had, he had listened to our, the, the last one where you had asked, it was like just a Q and a, right. it was like, send some questions. Oh, so, I did
0: see that, but your so response was massive and I didn't feel a greeting at the time. So I passed oh, it. I put it in back to it later. I put it
1: I in an audiobook book for him. You yeah. can listen to it on the way home. <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> Anyways. So <laughs> he, so where I'm going with that is, he didn't get in on the live. He asked the question after we still answered it, right? And so Yeah. Anyways, it was it was good. I like I like answering those questions. <laughs> it's fun. Oh, Send
0: more questions. Oh, the good story. Send more questions. Everybody. I thought you were gonna what was the question and what was the answer? You, you don't, said don't you, set the stage and then close the curtain.
1: You said You got it. Anybody here want to ask out. more questions? And <laughs> I was saying doesn't matter, you don't have to ask it here, you just ask it anytime.
0: Oh, okay. We'll answer them whenever. So you weren't telling the story. It was the moral of the story that you were getting to. It's always deeper with me, Shane. You can always ask. Uh, Harpeth (laughs) Decks loved hearing (laughs) y'all's opinions and knowledge. Well, we appreciate you listening.
1: Yeah. Good luck, man. I hope you you can sell a a composite deck this year. Composite deck. Let's
0: go for composite decks. If you need some help with it, um, we posted recently that we have our... The ultimate deck guide is ready for this year. It's oh, up, that's a it's good Amazing and one. we just got this. So mission. good and like it's the probably the best thing that anybody's ever done. And ever, yeah. <laughs> I have to pump do it up because it. it took me so long to do it.
1: Oh, I so thought you were good. gonna do that in the Trump voice and be like, "It's the best. It's the best
0: catalog of it's all just catalogs." Tremendous. It's just tremendous. Um, <laughs> it is, it, but it's good and it's a good guide. Our contractors like it. It's a tremendous guide. <laughs> People, people buy decks. It's the number one guide out there. <laughs> um, there's no better guide. There's no better guide than the ultimate deck guide. You haven't seen a guide this good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what it is, is we use it as a sales tool because what we've done is the products that we carry, we put into this thing. So people visit the store, they have a look at things and they're like, oh my God, I've got seven boards I looked at that I like and I want to I want to take some samples home. But What we've done is have this as a bit of a shopping guide. When you open it up inside is like each brand that we carry. We have their complete lineup of colors in little color swatches with all the names and kind of like relative price point ish kind of things. Mm. So people can kind of walk around our store with this book and kind of check off the ones they like so that they have the, the information with them that they can take home without necessarily carrying a box of samples home. And then they've got some pictures of different railing styles that we carry and some other products that we carry all within this handy little guide. And then at the back, a spot for some notes and whatever that they can take along the way. So it just helps them to kind of like somewhere to put all the information that they're trying to walk away with out of our store. So this guide can be helpful for contractors too. They love it because um, they take these things instead of six contractor kits to somebody's house, they can take this little guide and leave it there with them put their name on it, stamp their name on it, whatever, and leave it with the homeowner and be like, here's the different options. And there's a little bit of tidbit of information about each brand. And here's the different railings things to consider. So it's a, it's a product catalog, um, but it's a handy product catalog. And so if anybody just, wants to copy that, just let me know. We're going to have a digital copy. You can, you can um, download, but if you want a physical copy, I'm sure there's a way we can get one to you as well. Which is mail. We could mail them. Somebody asked that still exists. Somebody asked if we what program we used to do it. I did it all in Photoshop, rightly or wrongly. Um, wrongly, it was done in Photoshop. Based on the time that it took you to do it, there's got to be a more efficient way to do this. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> a guide this good isn't made overnight. <laughs> you can't just go all willy nilly. It's tremendous. Uh, can I have a bilingual version? I suppose if you can. Um, Nope, no, (laughs) no, you can't. I can send you the soft copy and if you can find something that'll translate it for you. Uh, But the English version took me 80 hours. The French version would be significantly longer. You could give it to JJ. Yeah, somebody can translate it, not me. Um, thank you guys, everybody for tuning in on the podcast, tuning in on Instagram live. It's always fun to get the feedback and kind of give us some feedback on whether you even like this format. I know it can be a little bit weird listening to the podcast and not being involved in the conversation that we're, we're like talking to our phone on here. And I'm just wondering if that works for people. So if you give us a yes or no, if you like the whole tuning into Instagram live and hearing people's feedback and the two way conversation that's happening through Instagram live, if yeah, you yeah, like or, that, let us know if or you don't we let do us do know. Better, right? Yeah. We're just trying to do some, some more interactive fun things with the podcast. So I, We enjoy it. And so I'm hoping that the people that are listening to this also enjoy it. Um, Take care, everybody. Uh, Stay safe. Obviously, we're still getting through this situation. Stay home if you can at all help it. Um, And the sooner that we can kind of get past the stage, the sooner we can get back to everyday life and get out there building decks and get our businesses back on track. So that said, Wade and Shane out until next week. It
1: You've been listening to the Ultimate Deck Podcast. Ultimate Deck Podcast. Brought to you by the Ultimate Deck Shop. Shop with us at
0: www.ultimatedeckshop.com or check us out at all the social networks we can keep up with. Hit us up for any collaboration or sponsorship opportunities. Thanks for listening.